0: Jen Vaughn here, and this is our fantastic clip show recap of Season 2. Maybe you're a new listener who wants to jump in on Season 3 and listen in real time with all your friends. The show will catch you up. Maybe you've been listening since day one, but, you know, a lot's happened. In this family-friendly, all-women podcast, the dames explore the Sword Coast, in addition to the bonds of friendship, sisterhood, the finest cheeses, and, of course, tea. From sentient rocks, to sisters hiding secrets, to nightmares that reveal themselves to be memories, this season has a lot going on. So here's a little catch-up for you. I'll let all the dames introduce themselves, so you know who's who and whose voice belongs to which character.
1: Hi, I'm Maris Mullaly. I am playing Rose Lau, and she is a human monk, level 5, from Shulung.
0: Hi, my name is Jen Vaughn, and I'm playing red-winged tiefling ranger, Riot Boneserker, who grew up in a dungeon with her sister killing adventurers that came to kill them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm Jess Ross, and I play Lorea, a Earthgenasi jurid, and she grew up basically at the monastery where we are right now.
3: And I'm Brittany Leonagay. I am playing Karen Boneserker, the lovely NPC uh, Lothari Barbarian uh, who is sister to Riot Bonesarker and uh, also grew up killing adventurers who came to kill us?
4: <laughs> and I am Kat Kruger, the dungeon master.
0: As Riot and Rose bid farewell to the people of Fandolin and nod to all the missing people that they found, they run smack dab into Riot's sister, Karen. Hey, uh, sis. Karen, what are what are you doing here? uh honestly just kind of stumbled on you <laughs> this is uh, hi oh, oh, oh right reaches over just hugs her so hard and like lifts her up a little bit flap of the wings <laughs> ah, puts her back oh, rose rose this is karen that we've been like putting lost posters for everywhere oh like, oh
1: oh you know what now that you've stepped into the light i see the resemblance to the sketches <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> it.
3: <laughs> it's good to meet you yeah, She's oh. funny, she's funny, yeah.
0: As these three investigate some recent foresty trouble, they run into a new friend, Lariah Kume, from Waterdeep and the same guild as Riot's crush Lita Silversong.
4: Alright, uh, so Loraya, you are in the middle of battle with uh, Shadarkai. You have a, one Shadarkai spy and um, two Shadarkai scouts. And occasionally, um, the ravens seem like they're going to break through um, their formation up in the up in the sky. And uh, Lita has been severely injured at this point. Um, And these uh, these dames have showed up, what seems like uh, fortuitously. (laughs) (laughs) What would you like to do? Pet my new lucky rock. Hey, uh, you were face to you were face to face with uh, with one of the scouts.
2: With one of the scouts. Okay. Is it my turn to attack right now? It is. All right. Um, so first, Laura, I will turn to the uh, newcomers and say, uh, welcome to the fight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, we started it back there.
2: Yeah. It's good to <laughs> be here. That was like oh, yeah. the entryway. Yeah. yeah, welcome to the real fight.
0: Uh-huh. This is the part. <laughs> Listen, we were in the foyer. In the <laughs> I know you don't know what these words are, Karen, but... Nope.
3: <laughs> It's like a Trussendor. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. exactly. We uh, a lot of- <laughs> It was like, Loria just, like, spirit. it. <laughs> She's over like, right like, here just, uh, like, waiting for the banter to
4: stop. <laughs> oh, the banter never stops.
0: Karen and Loria join the group just as they lose one of their friends, a treant named Bud. Rose and Karen discover that Bud the tree is missing, a big problem that guides the D20 games for most of the season. The dames fight multiple groups of Shatter-Kai scouts from the Shadowfell, the first of, I guess what, many Shadowfell problems
4: for the crew. So the before she leaves, she, she, she shouts that, uh, you've made an enemy this day of a powerful fo- foe, and she disappears into... Um, it seems like she just, like, disappears into a shadow. That's unsettling. It's a cool doorway! <laughs> and then the other scout um is going to attack come on come on Karen. Yeah! <laughs> come on. so with your with your calm voice and demeanor <laughs> um this this scout sort of l- focuses her attention on you um and she's just sort of drawn by the by the rainbow opalescence of, of your skin, and if yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the calmness of your voice um, and the reasoning, and and she says to you, "The Raven Queen, she's coming. She's sending. She's sending a shadow dancer. We, there's no place." no place that's safe um we were here on a mission she was drawn to this place and gave us a cryptic message about a human humanoid of interest or but we failed because of you and now you have to let us go cuz she's she's coming the shadow dancer is coming is
0: she like an experimental dancer this sounds like it's traumatizing <laughs> to watch <laughs>
4: She sort of snarls over at you and says, the shadows mean certain death, and she's coming.
0: Ooh, ooh, one of my favorites is when Rose asks about the shadow dancer, Mastiff, and talks about her stones. The other thought she's having
1: is how much is this familiar to the creepy monstrosities in the darkness that they encountered with the nightmare stone before?
4: Uh, Do you want to do an arcana check?
1: Yes shouldn't have chosen that one uh (laughs) six
4: it just looked like another dog to you the monstrosity (laughs) was the monstrosity was like multi-headed and this this looked more like a dog Mm -hmm. made out of shadows yeah well i'm
1: I'm glad that i'm glad to hear that it disappeared in the shadows because i had a thought of like well maybe maybe rose is rose was thinking about activating it's trying to activate the nightmare stone to make everything shadows and then if there are no cast shadows it couldn't hide anything Mm. but also if it's all dark then maybe it just goes everywhere (laughs) (laughs) so
0: (laughs) i don't know and then the shadow dancer reveals
1: i will stand at the ready and like be prepared to guard everybody with my okay. quarter, st- quarter staff out in case any of the shadows try to come toward us, because it sounded like Lorian needed a bit of time.
4: Okay, so uh, next up is the Shadow Dancer, and she is precariously um, balanced on the bow, having just murdered the uh, Shadow Kai, yes. and she sort of smiles over at all of you. And just sort of, like, <laughs> rattles her chains. Mm-hmm. And in the next instant, she sort of... She moves into a bit of shade and disappears. Mm-hmm. And then you hear her mm-hmm. on it com, her voice coming from another part of the woods in the shadows. And she says, You must, must be the, the ones my, my rain is, is interested in. You know... Could
0: be. We look like a lot of people, you know?
1: <laughs>
0: Got one of those faces. Yeah, like, have you had your eyes checked recently?
1: It's really easy to confuse us with so many of the other characters that have been coming through Phandalin and the Crooked Forest. Like, are you sure it wasn't another human in Tiefling and human and Genasi and... <laughs> Elf, wolf, oh no egg. no no!
2: We're not part of this. That's...
3: <laughs> hey
2: you you ate our sal bread. You're part of the team. <laughs> I just mean like if you've caught someone's interest, that definitely happened before before this moment. <laughs>
4: uh, you just hear a, a low growl in the in the woods around you, um, and it's not clear how many how many of the the shadow uh, mastiffs are out there, but. She just sort of laughs at you.
1: Who's a good boy?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Probably not that one. (laughs) Oh, he He did did a a good good job, job, a good good fine job. (laughs) Back at the town of
0: Halfway, the dames continue to work on their communication skills with two new members and Lita. They're also trying to convince Lariah to join their venturing party a la the fantastic Cistern Circle.
1: Rose has kind of tilted her head to the side, finger on her chin, thinking about what Riot has just said and nods approvingly, saying, Four would be closer to a circle than a triangle, which is Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Laura I
2: was just sort of like looking at, at Rose like, Yeah, four is closer to a circle, I guess. What are you talking about?
1: Oh, I was talking about the Cistern Circle, the legendary group of women adventurers.
4: Have you ever heard of them,
2: Uh, I I don't know if I have. I mean, it sounds vaguely familiar. I'm not sure.
4: Do you want to do an intelligence check?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Let's make Lorelai do everything. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Prove yourself. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, this is just like in the television show, a new character is introduced in episode 1, and episode 2 or 3 is really when they hit their stride and get the character development. Um, so really this is the Lorelai show.
2: For this episode, we're just here to make you shine. <laughs> um Lariah got a 10.
4: She, you think that um, Lita might have mentioned it in passing at some point. Um, you think that her her uh, grandmother might have been a part of the circle? Yeah,
2: Lita's mentioned this before. I don't know too much about it.
4: Well, it's a group of
0: adventures, like we said. <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they fill her in, star wipe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're uh, trying to make your own circle then.
1: Well, we've kind of... Enjoyed the the comparisons or the shared feelings of ambition, goals, squad goals, really.
0: <laughs> I mean, as a as a rosebud, we've pretty much just been a line for a bit between the two of us. So when uh, Karen showed up, we were the cistern triangle, but now we can be uh, a rectangle or a square. <laughs> Or a trapezoid.
1: Oh, or a yeah. rhombus.
2: <laughs> yeah, you certainly got plenty of shape options.
1: <laughs> All of them would be quadrilaterals, right?
0: <laughs> One of my favorite moments of uh, Loria's personality peeking out is when she uh, asked to speak to Riot about what the shadow dancer might have alluded to.
2: But um, super subtly just sort of like nods at uh, at Riot and kind of like tilts her head to the side like she wants to speak with her privately. But also, uh, I don't know how you would motion this, but also motions <laughs> it like, <laughs> we can wait till later, but I need to talk to you.
0: Okay. Oh, like eyes getting wide, then narrow, then then wide again.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but then like a sort of like pat her hand down, but like like later. But I need (laughs) to talk to you in private. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) But like it really should happen. But like. Like Definitely. But, like,
2: I see that you're having a moment, and you can, like, whatever, but we should talk. (laughs) Like,
0: jerks the thumb behind you, but then goes, no, no, straight palm, like, it can wait, like, we'll cut it off, but then, okay, yeah. And then she sort of, like, whisper screams, I need to talk to you later! (laughs) And, of course, Lariah was actually talking about Lita. Lita's the one in danger.
4: There's... You know, there's there's rooms above. There's the the bar is empty at this point because Alita had sort of shut it down. Um you can go out to the well or upstairs or just find a private corner if you want.
2: Okay. Yeah, private corners probably
0: fine. Hey, listen, Lorea, I think you're great, but I'm kind of interested in someone else. <laughs> yeah, that's not why I
2: asked you to talk to me. Oh listen, oh okay. I'm I don't know how to say this without potentially insulting you which I'd want to start by saying is definitely not my intention uh that that Kai back there mentioned someone who's close to a demon's heart and between two worlds and it sounds like there might be it might be the case that you could be considered demonic in some ways and halfway is between two worlds so I'm I just want to say that I'm a little bit worried about Lita.
0: oh my god you're right I'm so stupid oh my god (laughs) <laughs> all right all right oh gosh, that,
2: that was all i wanted to say but i didn't want to put it out there and potentially you know i know that she was shaken up by it and i don't want to worry her more if it's nothing but i felt like we can't just rule that out as a possibility
0: yeah well good news we just left her alone so uh maybe we should go back inside i'm there <laughs> oh, okay okay <laughs>
1: Um, I'm remembering. Uh, I'm remembering a little bit of what the hags told me about the Shadowfell, um, and that you get crossing overs from where where there's kind of like thinness uh, between the two planes. And I'm worried about why Bud has been taken. Mm-hmm. Like, was was it just a random? We're just going to take this tree, or Are they actively trying to seek out Riot and I and you and took Bud because we befriended him? Like, is his disappearance effectively our fault? So guilt. There's a lot of
4: guilt.
2: Back in halfway, recovering from their Shadow Dancer encounter, each dame is visited by a nightmare. Rose gets an odd warning from her nightmare stone, an ominous sign of things to come.
4: Alright, so you pour yourself a little drink um, and you head into your bedroom and as you sort of shut the door behind you, um, you notice that your staff, the nightmare stone, is emitting like a, the darkness that it was emitting in the, in the forest where you found it and it slowly, it slowly changes back to a regular stone.
2: Creepy, right? Rose is then plagued by the nightmare of losing bud.
4: Just as you reach for the rose, it shrivels and evaporates into a shadowy swirl, and you find yourself in the crooked forest, only the trees that have guided you on the right path time and time again are completely lifeless. Everything here is bleak like the color has been leached from the florist. And as you try to find your way out, every tree you touch crumbles at your fingertips until at last you reach the familiar clearing where Bud once stood. He's there again, but as a full-grown maple. It's like the guardian he never got to be. And he says in his grown-up voice, I guess this is goodbye. No! But this ain't... this ain't real though, is it? And you wake with a start, saying no.
1: No! Liria
2: tosses and turns as she remembers growing up on Waterdeep.
4: And then you feel it. At first you think it's just a figment of your imagination and maybe a light tapping on your shoulder. But when you turn around, a half-eaten apple hits you right in the sternum. Kids just a little older than you laugh, but there's no kindness to it. One of them, concerned, says, "'Don't.' Another replies, "'It's not like we can hurt her.' To which the first child says, "'But she can hurt us.' Then another apple flies at you. And another And another. And their voices taunt you. Lariah! Lariah! If she gets you, you'll die And then you wake suddenly to the sound of your name.
2: Meanwhile, Riot is the nightmare. Magicking herself to look like her adopted dad, Wizened Mage Zerker, and figure out if Karen's presence is helpful or something else.
4: And you are completely stunned by what stands before you. He is there with a broad smile and you instantly recognize his sharp nose, the brown black hair streaked with white and gray and a beard that goes sort of from gray to black at the bottom tip. His long, strong fingers curve around a staff that's topped with a bird skull with crystals growing out of the top. His eyes are like coals burning through you and it is the wizened mage Zerker. What do you do?
3: Uh, Karen immediately stands up, uh, pulls out her hand axe, and she's at the same time looking around for any other better weapon, uh, and she raises her hand to strike him immediately, um, and uh, calls out, he's here!
0: Karen, Karen! His little voice tinkles. He holds up an open palm. What are you doing? Don't you remember the plan? What? (laughs) (laughs) The plan. The plan we set in motion, Karen. Don't you remember? (laughs) So, Alita and Riot have a talk about their budding relationship and how maybe they should not think about each other to save Lita from the Raven Queen. Just, maybe you should just, you know, cast me from your mind so that way, and I'll try to do the same, so maybe you won't be in trouble anymore.
4: She gives you sort of a wry smile and sits down on the edge of her bed um <laughs> and just sort of shakes her head i, I cannot promise that and besides uh, no i cannot I, I cannot promise that i'm a woman of my word and i feels what i feels
0: Meanwhile, Rose and Karen go to investigate Bud's plot of land and get to know each other.
1: Hey, Karen, how old are you? You said you know trees and wood things fairly well. Would you mind taking a look at this area? See if anything unusual strikes you? Uh... Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs>
4: uh, DM, <laughs>
3: can, I, can I roll for information or see if I yeah. Have anything?
4: Let's uh, let's get you to roll an Arcana check. Uh, ooh, uh, eighteen. Uh, so, Karen, you know, you get a sense that there was some sort of very likely a shadow crossing here at some point mm-hmm. where Bud's plot was. Uh,
3: listen Rose I think you suspect this already but uh that this is this is some shadowfell stuff th- there's been some kind of plane weaving happening here and I uh you know frankly I'm not I'm not really comfortable with it this is this is some scary stuff
0: And to tie everything up Loria asked her guildmate Lita how to help against Fighting the Raven Queen, and more broadly, going into the Shadowfell to find Bud.
2: Well, is there anything I can do to help?
4: I should, I should like you very much to bring these two to the guild. Bring word back to the guild of what's going on here. And perhaps they can they can at least help with some training some information i'd hate to see them go in there blind she sort of sadly waves and then she comes over and just like presses a gentle kiss on your on your cheek
0: oh oh thank thank you would you like one too <laughs>
4: Oh my you you have you've a lot to learn about about this sort of thing but it's quite oh. endearing
0: I read about consent in a book so I, <laughs> I have to follow the rules
4: <laughs> I I give you my consent
0: Ah cool and Riot like grabs her face maybe a little too roughly <laughs> plants a big ol wet one on her cheek
4: Oh, <laughs> oh my <laughs>
0: I also heard there's always room for practice and improvement when it comes to kissing, so...
2: On the road to Amphail and Waterdeep, the dames share some lovely stories about their time before meeting up. But really, that's a premium listening experience you want to enjoy for yourself in episode 7. The dames run into a group of woodcutters that Loraya met up with earlier. Leaf, the leader, offers up their finest beverage as they discuss safety, and, of course, shift schedules.
4: He says, uh, want a sip of that? I I thought you'd never ask. Thanks, friend. <laughs> and she takes a big gulp. <laughs> so, uh, does anybody else want to have a sip of the uh, the beverage?
5: Sure,
1: says Rose.
4: <laughs> All right, you take a sip of it, and it tastes like beer that has been infused with pine needles hmm
0: tree, tree beer <laughs> <laughs> riot pulls the mug from rose's hands after she sees her face may i thank you is that okay Th- is rose letting go or do we have to oh, roll for it uh <laughs> sure i'll share <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a sip just a sip she throws back half oh man <laughs> karen
4: karen uh, nope, nope. Uh, uh, I'm gonna pass. <laughs> All right. Spruce, spruce beer's not your thing, hey? Uh, nah. Do you got any uh,
3: squirrel
1: or raccoon?
6: <sighs> squirrel no, no. beer? No, no. no, no, squirrel, no, no ale. Think... squirrel ale.
1: Squirrel ale.
2: Yes, remember how we talked about it last time? Because the bandits will come day or night, they told you that you can't all be asleep at the... This... Okay, please, we'll, we'll talk about this in the morning. <laughs> Mad Radford and the Rust Gang invade the camp and start demanding protection money from the woodcutters, and each of the dames shows off their particular brand of fighting.
4: make out that the camp is uh, basically surrounded by by these bandits uh, riding on horses um, and the leader rides uh, rides into the camp and says 100 um, gold pieces and this will all be over
1: Happily to take that from you <laughs>
2: <laughs> First, Karen's private savagery
3: Uh all right, hold, hold on, hold on. Uh, hundred, hundred gold pieces. Yeah, uh, hold, hold on, just a second. And she reaches into her cloak, um, like she's you know trying to get something out of it. Um, and she basically moves her hands like um, like she's pulling off gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, but what she's really doing is her cantrip, primal savagery, um, <laughs> which. Causes either her teeth or fingernails to sharpen, and and she's just doing the the basically the the symbol to kind of make her fingernails sharpen. Mm-hmm. Um, and she uh basically reaches up as if she's going to give this bandit a hundred gold pieces, but then like strikes with one of her her now claws basically um, at the chest of the 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 bandit.
2: Then riots switcheroo face.
4: You have two bandits on you.
0: Right, looks at one of the face. Dave, is that you?
4: <laughs> he just what? What, sh- what would he
0: say in response? Would he wouldn't, he? wouldn't he correct me?
4: I don't know. Maybe his name is Dave.
0: <laughs> I feel like he could correct me if it's not Dave.
4: Uh, no, is what he says. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, Gary. <laughs> what are you on about?
0: Forget this. right puts her head in her hands and mutters man in cloak of orange and hue there's two of us both me and you and like spreads her hands over her face and transforms into the other one she wasn't talking to (laughs) And, and punches and punches the the one she was talking to in the face
4: his eyes closed and he when they open, you can see that there's stars spinning in, his, in around him.
0: Cool. she runs around the other one so now he can't tell which is which.
2: Laria's forked tongue snaps. Okay, Luria's gonna get down and just like dig her hands into the earth. Um, And as she does, the sort of, like, uh, red and orange of her, like, opal skin kind of glows a little bit, and the dirt and grass just sort of, like, forms onto her skin. Um, And when it falls away, there is a giant purple, red, and orange snake um, with a white streak on its back. Nice. uh, Stand just, like, laying there. Um, And she's going to just sort of, like, snap at some of the horses to see if the giant snake will scare some of those horses off.
4: Yeah, uh, the horses sort of rear up, uh, frightened of the, of the snake, and sort of bump into each other, and, and the riders are trying to get control of them.
2: Nice. And a rose tries to take out the rust monster from its back.
4: And from uh, between, um, between a couple of the tents, you see this rust-colored insectoid Lurch out, and it attacks you.
1: I am going to uh, run at it and swing my wooden staff (laughs) (laughs) at the bug. Okay, this is a two-handed swing. K-punk onto the side. Uh, I hit it for twenty-two. That hits. With for seven points of damage, right on the side of its carapace.
4: So you hit it, and it goes through its thick shell, and there's like this oozing, um, Ah. orangey blood that comes Mm -hmm. out of it, um, and it hisses at you with its bright, brightly lit eyes from the torch. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have another action or. I. Would
1: like to try to jump on its back and grab its antennae. Okay.
4: <laughs> How about we do a um, a dexterity contest?
1: Okay. Twenty.
4: Oh yeah, you are able to jump onto uh, the back of this rust monster uh, and uh-huh. grab onto its antennae. All right. Here.
1: So I got it. <laughs>
4: It, you hear a chattering beneath you with its, uh, its little uh, clawed face. So it's the Russ Ma- Monster's turn. It is going to um, attempt to throw Rose, and <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, I think this is going to be a strength contest. Okay, Russ Monster. Uh... This isn't her
0: first Rosio. Oh, uh,
4: sorry. Russ Monster got an eighteen.
0: No,
1: I got a fifty. I got. A 50. Seventeen. <laughs> oh, 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 you can I at least take an antenna with me?
4: <laughs> <laughs> you get like a, some like that furry bit of the feathery it, bit yeah, of the, the
1: antenna. The, yeah, yeah, you get
4: a bit of that in yeah. your hand as you you know sort of fly off the back of the rust monster, and it spins around to attack you because it does not like being uh, treated like a horse.
2: After scaring off Mad Radford and the rest gang, our dames gang makes a quick visit to the Shrine of Maliki and Riot's awakened shrub wakes up.
4: Um, and Riot, you in particular, um, realize that your, your big backpack is sort of shaking uh, where you have the awakened shrub, and then you hear a shatter
0: Oh my gosh! Has it been? Has it been thirty days? She like pulls out her journal and checks it, and just throws it on the ground, and like takes the,
4: <laughs> opens up the backpack. <gasps> and what you see is uh, your helmshorn shrub, um, this viney shrub, um, sort of moving and stretching out, and its tiny little face looks up at you, and it and it says, "Are you my mum?" Oh my god! Oh, I'm just messing I, with you. The only thing we share in common are the thorns.
0: <laughs> in, in, indeed, and she kind of touches her her horns. Hello, w- welcome. I'm Riot.
4: Oh, I know this who you Rose. are.
0: Okay, D- okay. Do you know Rose?
4: Um, Hi. Yes, I believe she was at um, at Dad's farm.
6: Uh, I'm just ribbing <laughs> with ya. Oh, my gosh.
0: Riot's, like, picking up the pieces of the pot. I thought I wrote riots on here. And she sees there's, like, a little, like, shard that says heart carp on it, too. Yes. That, that kid. Okay. All right. Oh, this is Karen, my sister. Uh, I guess your aunt, if we're going to keep that joke going. Uh, and this is Lariah. I mean, you know, these are your aunts, too. So they're all your aunties, and they're going to spoil you with... All the water and sunlight you deserve.
4: And, um, poop too, right? Uh,
0: yes, yeah, I was gonna say fertilizer, but I was, uh... In the town of Amphale, the dames are conscripted to help find a missing lordling. And this silly cow keeps getting in the way. But Lariah... Gets a little excited at the thought of observing certain other kinds of dinosaurs. I mean, animals. I meant dinosaurs.
2: Uh, as soon as uh, she says that, Loraya sort of like stiffens a little bit and looks the most excited you've ever seen her look. <laughs>
4: <laughs> You're mm. from
2: uh, Cholt area, you said. Indeed. Interesting. Interesting um all right and why is that oh i just uh i've heard some interesting things about some of the the animals native to that region uh what kind of specifically animals did you say you are bring in if you don't mind my asking
4: <laughs> she's she smiles coyly and says oh that i did not say yet and wags her finger at you that is a surprise
0: Investigation and evidence takes all kinds of forms when the
4: dames are involved. Uh, You hear a splat, and um, and more a a pause in the moose, and then the moose start up again. A
2: splat?
1: I don't think grass splats.
2: No, I think you scared it so bad that it, uh...
0: (laughs) Luckily, the dames figured out that this silly wayward cow was actually the missing lordling, magicked into milky form.
4: And the cow, um, presses its face against the the bars and is sort of like trying to make eye contact with one of you (laughs) (laughs)
2: um laura will like while the guard is talking with right or with uh rose and drinking his beer laura will step closer to the cow and kind of whisper at it this probably makes me seem insane that i'm whispering (laughs) to a cow right now but if you can understand me i think i know what's happening and we're gonna make sure you don't get slaughtered probably
0: And then, of course, they save him and charge him an exorbitant amount of money for his crimes and the vandalization of several Amphale properties. Closing in on Waterdeep, the gang sees a kid who's caught stealing apples. Riot manages to pay off someone and questions this young drow. What'd you do that for?
3: I really don't know. Riot. It's just what she does now. She, like, saves kids or something. Like, trust me.
0: What do you want? Nothing. Nothing. Just didn't want you to get in trouble. I mean, i will take an Apple, if we're being honest. Yeah, you, can, you You have one. You have the other. But, like, you know, you got to get better at sneaking if you don't want to get caught. Good Whoa. advice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quality. Oh, yeah, we're back. Quality. We're back to the group now, and Laura yeah. is just like. That's yeah. the kind of stuff I like
2: to hear. <laughs> I'm the daughter of a city guard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you say that? Oh, yeah. Laura. <laughs> oh, wait, no.
0: The dames meet Guadar Night Haven, a very, very cute bugbear.
4: And you notice, um, that there is in the room with you, cowering by the stove, is this really small but stocky bugbear, sort of peeking out at you.
1: Oh what is this? <laughs>
0: hey, is this your is this your brother?
4: Yeah, it's this is um and as he's as he's talking to you now, he um, he starts signing, um, and he says, "This is uh, this is Guador, my, my brother Guador, Night Aven, um, you can come here, Guador." And the little bugbear kind of comes out and just stands next to next to Jasper. In a very charming
0: and fun piratey adventure, the dames save a bunch of kids from a pirate kidnapping ring. Let them loose back out into Skullport and the city of Waterdeep. And as it happens, Lariah has made a strong impression on the Nighthaven kids.
4: Um, Guider keeps signing, and he's and he and Jasper says, Um, he says that, um, you remind him of the stone. He's kind of uh blushes a little and he says, You're not just pretty but also very strong.
0: Ah. Oh dang! <laughs> <laughs> Finally, in the city, they immediately go for the biggest, shiniest shop they can see, Weepon's Weapons, where Rose gets special attention from the Dragonborn sales clerk, Torin Weepin.
5: Yes. And he,
4: he looks over at your at your uh, staff of adorn uh, adornment, and he says, "Wow, rad staff."
1: Thank you. I love it. And I grip it tightly. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and yeah, he's towering over you. He's like six and a half feet tall and like 300 pounds.
0: Wow. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rose, we're here to look for uh, some items, not to, you know, check out the people. <laughs> huh? <laughs> right yeah. he's doing like a big old wink like ah,
4: yeah like. No, and uh, and uh, the, the dragonborn is is he's like caught on and he's sort of like l- leaning his elbow up on a shelf <laughs> and just trying to like look yeah. cool
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I don't know what my budget is but I will definitely come back because there's lots of cool stuff here lots of cool stuff here <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, Torin. Tor- Tor- Tor really smiles wildly, <laughs> widely at Eros. <arrows. laughs> oh my gosh, This
0: is my favorite thing.
2: Don't <laughs> no worry, she'll come back and get something
0: later. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Now I know what you're thinking. There's an awful lot of talk about going to water deep and how important it is, and boy, we better spend a whole season exploring its wonders. Never in a million years would you think that two idiots would muck up the plans on day two. Unrelated, Riot and Karen sign up for a very illegal, off-the-book pit-fighting ring when they hear of a Yon-T competing and think it could be their brother Emre.
4: What kind of experience you got?
0: <laughs> okay, we're just laughing in an alleyway. <laughs> scared the, the poop out of this guy. Oh.
3: That's the only answer we give him. Yeah.
2: yeah.
4: Are you gonna make any preparations uh for for heading uh, into the fight?
0: I mean Brittany is it gonna be it's gonna be an eighties montage, right? Of us doing push-ups and like <laughs> shadow boxing or just boxing with each other, right? Like
3: I, I think Karen will assume that Riot's the one that's out of shape and will be kind of training <laughs> her with a with a whistle she's made out of squirrel bones.
0: <laughs> oh, all good. It cuts your lips every time. Great. <laughs> it turns out, of course, when Karen and Ryan fight the auntie. And unmask him during a powerful fight that was definitely very good and went on for a very long time. Turns out not to be their brother. Riot the mask. I know, I know. The mask. Riot's diving, uh, with like a punch hand ready, but you know he's gonna open <laughs> it up and try to snatch the mask off of his face. <laughs> All
4: right, do a <laughs> do a sleight of hand
0: check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, twenty one.
4: All right, yeah. You snatch it off, uh, and it is not Emre.
3: Karen immediately flops down to the ground.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Lariah goes to her guild hall and meets up with Jacinda Wildheart before going to her favorite sleeping statue to ponder. Here's the thing their friend has gone missing, and it seems like maybe the Raven Queen is behind it, and they want to get their friend back. I think that we can help train them up a little bit um, if if you're amenable to that and maybe just sort of give them some more information about why it would be a bad idea to try to go to the Shadowfell, go to the Raven Queen's plane and, and face her. But maybe we can try to help them find another way to help their friend, get their friend back.
4: And uh, who's their friend? <laughs>
2: Uh, Loria does not make eye contact <laughs> <laughs> when she says, "Well, their friend's name is Bud, uh, and he is a tree ant." Um, well, the the lady dreaming statue kind of reminds her of her mom, who she hasn't seen in a long time, um, and it also just. It gives her it it helps her focus on the really positive memories of her childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, just seeing the the beautiful lady sleeping in this garden um reminds her of of how supportive her family has always been of her. And she likes to just sit when when things start to feel overwhelming, she comes and just remembers really good things
4: mm. so that's what you're doing. You're gonna sit down on on your rock and um and you're gonna start meditating,
2: yeah. Okay, um,
4: so I think as as you just um, sort of rescued these two boys um, and seeing Guado Stone, um, it definitely brings back a, a lot of memories from your from your own childhood. So your thoughts kind of wander there as you're meditating, and while you're meditating, you sort of hear in your mind. The lullabies that your mother used to sing to you in Primordial and as that deep sound kind of goes through your mind instinctively your hand taps out the rhythm with your fingers on the stone seat beneath you and your mind sort of flashes over to Jasper stealing those apples from the cart only it's not him it's you as a child And you're not stealing apples. You're definitely not stealing apples. (laughs) It's a jewel-encrusted ring.
0: In Waterdeep's many-cat alley, where felines roam, pounce, and play, Rose hears the first of many voices to come from her stones, one she deems mittens emitting from her dream stone.
1: Yes, I have. Who's there? Do I see anybody around me?
4: You only see cats, but down the alley, a cat sort of struts toward you. Um, but it's not just any cat. This is your cat. The Mittens? The cat just sort of s- struts forward and bats at the, the little piece of wool and then sits in front of you and... It doesn't move its mouth, but you hear it say, You carry a heavy burden with you.
1: Cats are always so insightful. (laughs) What do you... Huh? I just kind of continue to wiggle the fabric, but I, like, stare at the cat, kind of disbelieving.
4: Mitten's uh. Kind of purrs and goes around you and sort of bats at your bag of holding. Mm-hmm. Uh I It's a heavy burden that must be destroyed. Uh, uh
1: I kind of move my bag and open up and open it up.
4: Um... She puts her paw on your hand to stop you? Uh-huh. And as she does that, um, your dreamstone starts to glow brightly.
1: Oh. Um. And that's and that's on my st- on my staff.
4: On your staff, yeah. yeah. The nightmare stone is the one that you put away yeah. in the bag of holding. Yes. And um. so, so you hear her say, "It's not time yet, but you have to find a way to destroy this burden." or it will destroy you. And Karen and Riot's pit fighting
2: catches up with them in the form of Telash the Yanti. The whole time you're explaining your illegal stuff, is <laughs> just shaking your head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, but we're like, Liria, like we were looking for, our, you know, we heard there was Yanti. So we thought it was, you know, Emre.
4: And Telesh says, I am Yanti. D- yes. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry you weren't able to, to find your brother, but I'm I'm glad you were able to get out of there with relatively little trouble.
0: Uh, and then we explain the chase from this morning.
2: <laughs> Thanks for that. I'm glad to know. Glad to have that information. Just hold on to that, I guess, and hope no city guard asks me if I heard anything.
0: Wait, can you not lie? To protect your I- friends? I-
2: I, I can lie, I just prefer not to.
0: No, I mean, I, that's, yeah, agreed. Sorry, <laughs> I was a little quick to go to deception.
4: <laughs> uh, Talesh is looking more and more anxious, um, and he says...
0: We'll switch him to decaf.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: we are being hunted by Brunor and his his orc enforcer. They will not stop until they have exacted their revenge upon us. Okay. Dramatic.
6: <laughs> That's exactly
4: right what ab-
0: I said. <laughs> exactly. Like, where was this the other night? The sense of you know, oh, timing and everything. Oh, so, Tell us, you're so good. you got to just translate it to the, to the ring.
4: Life is full of drama. <laughs> Finally,
2: a character who hates the dames, like really, really does not care for their humor.
4: I suppose I should thank you for your assistance, even though you are the ones who got me into this predicament to begin with.
2: Future reference, it's customary to stop after the word thank
4: you. (laughs) Uh, And he looks over at Lariah and smiles and says, yes, you are very wise and again the most competent among you. Um.
2: <laughs> okay, it's not really a compliment when you're just like
3: comparing me to my friends and putting them down to lift me up. So, yeah, maybe like put that in a letter
0: to Lariah directly next time and just, you know, say <laughs> it was nice meeting all of us. Yeah, just Over at Blackstaff Tower, Rose attempts to research knowledge about the Shadowfell and her mysterious stones from the best library in town but they're a little more interested in checking out the kind of stone she's got floating around her staff. This is when Rose meets Fartimus, oh, I'm sorry, Bartimus Blastwind, at the Blackstaff Tower Library.
4: Well, have you not heard of the members of the Watchful Order?
0: I don't think I have.
4: Well, I'm a part of the Watchful Order of Magists and Protectors, it's headed by the Blackstaff, and we look out for people like you carrying around staffs with whatnots on it they don't even know what's on it you have to research it first you know how dangerous that could be
1: i actually think i might that's kind of why i'm here i think i think somewhere i might have made a mistake and i want to make sure i can try to fix it but i don't know if fix it without research
4: are you confessing a crime to me and he takes out his notebook and a pen <laughs>
1: We stopped a hag named Delcy from acquiring some magical stones in Neverwinter Wood.
4: He's scribbling all this down. Yes, yes, go on.
1: And I worried she'd be back.
4: And you weren't in cahoots with this hag?
1: Oh, no, she tried to kill us.
4: Mm, hags will do that. They will? But oh, yes. Just this one. They all will eventually try to kill you.
1: Rose is definitely not glancing down at her back. <laughs> <and> back. <laughs> so Rose uh, has the same look on her face that she had when um, some very re- very rude merchant tried to tell her when she was a little girl that Corsia Balfa wasn't a real legend.
4: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: so Rose is kind of having a second moment of like, again, Second guessing everything. She can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the last season and a half.
4: <laughs> uh, can you roll um, a wisdom saving throw?
1: Yes, uh, I can. Oh, oh, that's a very good dame's roll. <laughs> that's, um, that's a five. <laughs> Wait, yeah, no, that's just a, a five. No, nope, I lied. It's a
4: six. All right. So, um, you get this weird feeling in your head. Um, it's like, it's like something is like in there, in your brain, in your thoughts, um, kind of rooting around. And then Uh all of a sudden you feel a sort of blackness that sort of comes out from you and towards, um... This man in front of you, um, and he gasps.
1: Like, do I can I see it happen, or do I just feel like I'm out of body watching this happen?
4: It's sort of out of body. You you know that something is trying to access some of your um, thoughts, mm-hmm. and at the same time, when that happened, this blackness pushed it out. Oh. And the man sort of stands back and says, No, 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 no. You're not welcome here. You need to leave now. Where can I go? There are plenty of bookstores around.
0: And a pop up bookshop is exactly what the dames will find, where they can investigate the Dreamstones, Awakened Shrub Care, and the Cistern Circle members like Zeola, Corsia baufau and Daria Doodrizzle. But enter Tsarina. The Aladrin Villain, played by Celeste Conowich from the Venture Maidens, whose book-faring surface will end up costing the dames dearly.
5: Um, I would like to turn to everybody as they walk in my shop and go, Welcome! Welcome, my precious little blossoms to Sirena's Book Emporium! (laughs)
4: You uh, do not have uh, a book here on the Dreamstones. However, Uh, you do have that service.
5: Uh, Well, I am so sorry to report. It's always a tragedy when I don't have these books in stock for you. But I can, of course, locate this book for you. Uh, I do charge a small fee, and then I can go out and find whatever book you're looking for.
0: After some ominous tea reading at the Good Fortune Tea Shop... The dames go to meet Crush Brunts, a street magician played by Lauren Bond. To learn more about Ron Anvil, Brunard, and the criminals in charge of the pit fighting ring, Riot and Karen have unfortunately gotten messed up in.
2: And unionize that way.
5: I mean, that could be an effective strategy, but brunar has got a, a chokehold. I mean that both in the literal and metaphorical <laughs> sense. <laughs> <laughs> On many of the people involved in these pit fighting... Oh, so you're saying they're like, almost like
0: indentured servants
5: to him. Well, you don't get a lot of other options when you've been a pit fighter. It's it's that or you know magic tricks on the street corner.
2: (laughs) So maybe you could try to work something out with a city guard. Where if you all like get together and take Brunar and like his associates down, the pit fighters can get a chance to wait. Am I cleaning up your dirty work? (laughs) No, you're, you're making the streets safer for you. You're getting your job back, yeah, but better with Benny's. With Benny's. As many forces start to push inward on the dames, they make their break out of Waterdeep and head toward another childhood home of Lorias, the house of She Who Shapes All. As part of their stay, they offer to investigate a haunted farm and find that Kumijo has been stalking a family, leaving only a daughter, Acha. Luckily, the dames convince the girl to head back to the monastery and work out visitation with her mother.
4: She Aicha looks over at um, at Rose and and the doll in your hand, and just sort of says, "Dolly, you found her."
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And then her brow sort of furrows, and and then she sees the cape on it. And looks at the rest of you and I think it's Rose and Riot, you both have the same fabric, right? Yeah. Did did she join your party?
1: Oh. Maybe. It's really her choice. Um but she uh she's definitely ready for an adventure.
4: She nods and um and says, Well, If Dolly's going, then I'll go.
2: Back at the house of She Who Shapes All, Lariah introduces the dames to two of the monks she grew up with, Breeze, who helps her meditate, and Buzz, the apiarist. As a kenku, Breeze only speaks by repeating things they've heard, but not words.
4: Breeze uh, Breeze also points again uh, sort of out to the outdoors and um, makes the noise of... Someone crunching into a food like an apple or, or a carrot, um, and God, also and also the sound of uh, uh, bees and the sound of uh, more more drinking.
1: Rose just instinctively like waves her hand past her ear, like you know when you've got like a fly or a bee kind of buzzing <laughs> <in> your head.
2: <laughs> uh, they're referring to uh, Buzz, the the person that you saw when we walked in, um, Buzz is the, the mead brewer um, and a pierist. Um, so, yeah, she would be the person to, to speak with if you'd like something stronger than tea. I've been having these dreams lately. Memories, sometimes about my childhood and and my mother and all this talk about going to the Raven Queen the Raven Queen's realm has rekindled my interest in trying to find her I think.
4: Reed nods um, and makes the sound um, of a baby crying and a woman's voice um, hushing.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's just, I'm not sure why these dreams have been so disturbing, but it's been sort of unsettling, and I haven't talked to anyone about it yet, and I wanted to just share that, I guess.
4: Breeze again nods, um, and Makes the sound of a of a door opening.
2: Um like opening okay, opening a new door into my memories, into a new journey.
4: Breeze smiles.
2: Your advice is always so confusing, but it's also so <laughs> comforting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I really missed you, Breeze. <laughs> On the sweet grasses outside the monastery of the house of She Who Shapes All, Riot and Karen Boneserker give their awakened shrub friend Trina a lesson in combat. A lesson she probably didn't need. We're gonna fight for one minute or something.
3: <laughs> Karen, Karen is just sitting down in the grass, just like knees up, just like, All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all,
0: right. all right
4: let's do a dexterity contest yeah yeah <laughs> oh this is amazing
0: um i mean also riot's not trying to hit her she but she's oh, oh, no. trying to she's but, trying to evade
4: yeah, yeah trina got a natural one so she like lunges <laughs> at at you and face plants into uh the dirt
0: oh okay see plants the- <laughs> mm, Plant plants. Plant plants. <laughs> all right, all right. That's okay. Uh, I know you're nervous. I'm intimidating. I Tr- get it. Flex, flex, flex.
4: Trina pulls herself up, and and her face looks the saddest face that you could possibly <laughs> see on a little Aww. on a little shrub.
0: No, it's okay because this is actually a really good skill for later. So uh, don't worry, don't worry. Keep this away, like locked away. But. <laughs>
4: She's, like, rubbing her eyes f- from with sap. Uh, I thought I was able to do it, though. I, How come I could get your, your sister, Karen, and I couldn't
0: get you? <laughs> That's a very good question. And right, just grinning uh, uh, over she, Trina's head at Karen.
4: She kind of puts her arms up, like, oh, hold me.
0: <laughs> oh, oh. right hugs it. it's, it's okay we she, she
4: slaps your Achilles heel
0: <laughs> 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 did I do it right I'm so, okay. I'm so yep you really get you. that manipulation from your from your mom <laughs> Lariah finally gets some time to read about Zeola her hero from the cistern circle in a book that also includes a very familiar hag's name. Not Delcy, but something close.
4: All right. We'll go back to Loraya now. So, Loraya, you are flipping through your journal. Uh, sorry, not the journal. The Cistern Circle book. Mm. And you are able to pull out a couple more entries uh, specifically on... Um, That reference Zeola again in flowery language by Nightfall. Uh, The first one the first one says three ten days hath passed yet the battle rages on the ones who seek to tear down and oppress the righteous continue that their onslaught yet the monastic order presses on with admirable aplomb Those of us in the circle remain true to our former member, Zeola, despite her having retired post-haste from our company. Even Rifa deems the cause worthy enough to fight for. For do not the monstrous deserve a place of respite? Um, And then you flip through and later on you see um, another entry and it says, um, Victory is ours at last. We have defeated the rabble-rousers without so much as a single... Fatality. Praise Leroux. A truce on the horizon at last. Rejoice. Zeola speaks with their leader on the morrow. May her words be formidable, pitted against the leader who calls herself Delshad.
0: In the gorgeous Candlekeep library, the dames meet Aiken, played by Graham Barber from POC Gamer. Aiken the librarian has quite a few quirks about this library and knows kind of where everything is
6: or, wizard um, slangs are there <laughs> sorcerer slangs are over there oh, yeah.
0: warlock, warlock slangs is this
6: large section here yeah. mostly rocks yeah
0: <laughs> in some odd act of sisterly courage and protection karen
4: signs a deal with an imp are you going to head over to yeah, yeah, we're Karen gonna, yeah, yeah, head over and see what's All going right, on with Karen. So um, as you head over there, uh, you see um, Karen is signing a document.
6: What? What?
4: Hey, hey. So, no. Right, grabs your hand. What are you doing?
3: Uh, just signing autographs. <laughs>
6: For and what?
4: On the shelf. Uh, you see a rat that transforms into a little imp.
6: I immediately s- stab it. Like, <laughs> just,
4: all right, let's go. I, I, uh, I, I,
6: I will take the grief from the librarians for putting a hole in a book.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I need you all to roll for initiative. Yeah.
0: Investigating a series of missing books, the dames realize that they're all from the list of books they gave to Sarina from the magical pop-up shop. And that's when, of course, she
4: shows up. You both notice um, sort of leaving the stacks, kind of peering over uh, to see what's going on there. Um, you notice an Eladrin who looks very familiar. But no. this is a summer Eladrin. Summer so uh, very like Fiery colors, fiery, like the clothes are all on fire, basically. And uh, you recognize this character as as Serena from Serena's Book Emporium. And uh...
0: As the dames Riot, Rose, Lariah, and awakened shrub friend Trina meet up with Serena, they find out the cost for these books is more than
5: gold. No. I'm... A busy, busy individual so I have this one book, and if you cannot pay me, then we'll have to go to the subclause <clears throat> all right
2: and what, what, well, what exactly was the subclause So what, oh. what would she owe you in that
5: case? Yeah oh yeah. simple. Okay. Uh, well, I will take her I will uh take her soul what? Yes, that is the agreement here. If you are unable to pay the gold pieces, uh, I can take your soul. Uh, And I have your signature right here agreeing to this. It
1: doesn't say that explicitly.
5: Uh, oh, in fact, it does. And well, uh, the paper will dance up into the air. And part <laughs> of this very, very fine, fine print at the very bottom of this receipt <laughs> on this agreement shines with a sh- like a gold light. And Serena just points at it smugly uh, as the paper flies back into her pocket.
0: In an entirely overpowered fight on Cyrena's side, She throws a large, large fireball that ends up killing Riot's awakened shrub, Trina. Uh, And you've been pushed 20 feet back.
5: And knocked knocked prone. Wow. Oh. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Uh, You just hear a. Ah! (laughs) Like scream, (laughs) scream of (laughs) anger coming from 20 feet away from you.
4: All right, Serena, it is your turn.
5: Oh boy, okay. Uh, so then I, Serena is gonna stand up. Uh, and as she does so, uh, she goes super saiyan flame. And <laughs> so her hair turns into a column of fire. Uh, so Please uh, You see uh, a, fu- a little fireball dances between both of her hands and then gets bigger and then it gets bigger and she chucks it at all of you. And I need you all to make dexterity saving throws since you're in a nice little clump.
4: <laughs> oh no, Trina has to do it too. I just oh, yeah. realized.
0: <laughs>
4: Ooh, Riot's got Trina. fire
0: resistance, so.
4: Trina got a three, and the buffalo got a seven.
5: Oh boy. Um, okay, so that's all fails that I'm hearing? Uh, mm-hmm.
1: I got a three. 3 17. Rose got a 17. Ray okay, right got a 20. So she's okay. so right. You will
0: both
5: take half damage from this spell. Yay. That is coming
0: so your way. What do I take with my resistance cat? So you'll half, you will damage?
5: Take
4: half of half. Half of half. Quarter. <laughs> a quarter. A <laughs> quarter. A quarter,
5: yeah. Quarter portion of that's damage.
0: What I, that's what I thought. All right. 17,
5: 21, 23, 26. 27. Ouch. 32 total. So Wait, everybody who's uh, taking full is 32 fire damage.
2: Um, so Loria will cast uh, as a reaction absorb elements to have
5: nice. resistance against fire. Okay. And so that's uh, half? So half will be 16 damage for all of you who either saved or cast absorb elements. Uh, and then Riot will be taking 8 damage since that is half
4: of it. All right. So the buffalo, um, it takes the full brunt of this fire and you can see it's sort of sparkly fey um, uh, corporealness or or etherealness sort of like dissipate and it it completely disappears and then Trina Trina lets out a scream um, and is basically immolated in the flames (gasps) and and she looks over at, at, at Riot um, as she sort of, like, just turns to Ash. Um, In the
0: chilling moments after the loss of Trina, Rose speaks to her stones and the Nightmare Stone pulls Serena into it. Rose runs away into the forest, running into Karen, who's willing to share a meal information about the nightmare stone. Uh,
3: yeah, okay. Um
0: <sighs> Okay, um
3: Karen is like pa- more and more panicked. Um, also,
1: I think she's inside the nightmare stone now. <sighs> uh, oh,
3: okay. Um <clears throat> Karen is going to f- uh fuss in her in her pack and and pull out a few things. Okay, so I th- think I think you could use some of this information. Uh, it's a little weird, but I kind of uh, I kind of read up that the Nightmare Stone is also a
0: prison. Uh,
3: I have some pages from that book that I was looking for in the library. Um, oh. Oh, right.
1: Right. Thank you again yeah, for you, that.
3: You know, when you when you do a deal, there's usually like a good thing that happens to you. Um, so I I kind of got some stuff from that from that deal I made. Um, and, and, and one of those things, it was the pages that we were looking for, for the nightmare stone and the dream stone. And let me tell you, there's some crazy, crazy stuff in here. These stones are dangerous. And I know I kind of told you that already, but now that I have like the facts, like on ah, paper, I'm being, um, at the,
1: Rose just like hugs Karen. She's like, Oh my God, that means the book's not in the stone too. I mean, it is, <laughs> but not the pages you have. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs>
0: Rose shares some of the information she found about Corsia Baufau, her hero from the Sister's circle. I found some information
1: on Corsia. So Rose and her, like, looking at these notes as they were leaving Candlekeep after I can give us that extra time to walk around. She was writing those notes on her arm. Uh, which is now partially burned. Oh so give God. her a second as she tries to decipher <laughs> um, her notes in between. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so like, Corsi is like, oh, my gosh, she's my hero, just like you guys have your heroes. And the whole big legend back in Shulung is that she went up into the mountains to fight an ice dragon um, and brought down an avalanche um, and that was kind of where the past came from, This where my monastery is from, like it's it's all part of my like my personal history and I love it Um, but like okay this words it was not a nice dragon according to this one um, bard there it was actually a shadow
0: dragon. In a hilarious turn of events, the dames run into quite the celebrity of the Forgotten Realms, Volothamp Gadarm, also known as Volo, played by Adol Rafai from Hello from the Magic Tavern. He, of course, would sign nothing for free, would he?
6: I can see that somebody recognizes <laughs> me. Yes, I'll sign, I'll sign an autograph. Who should I make it out to? <laughs> oh,
0: oh, 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 oh. Riot um, pulls from her bag, Willow's Guide to Monster, that she has, I'm going to say it delicately, added a lot to in drawing to the pages <laughs> um, and tries to find a clean page. Uh, uh, here, here you go,
6: please. Okay, I see you've taken some copious notes here. These are all wrong, but uh, <laughs> there must be a an inspiring author yourself, so I'm willing to give you some notes of my own, but let me just sign my name here. Da-da-da-doo. There you go. That'll be uh, ten gold, please. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. oh uh,
0: okay. Um, uh, Riot pulls out ten
6: silver to see if he even notices the difference.
1: <laughs> I mean, at least okay, go well. with copper. <laughs>
6: Okay, I see that's worth one gold, so nine more will do it.
1: <laughs> um,
0: are you really gonna pay this guy? I thought you didn't like him. Volo is researching his newest book and shares a haunted goblet with the group.
6: Um, and we see as, as Volo starts to make some movements, uh, we see uh, a shower of sparks um, kind of um, explode from the dusty chalice. Um, and there's also the the smell of sulfur as if uh, um, conjuring a spirit from hell or from the nether regions, perhaps. Yes, everyone, repeat after me. We summon you forth.
3: Yeah, we summon you forth. <laughs> oh, yeah. we summon Sorry, you. Wait. maybe
6: I wasn't clear. Repeat after me. Does that make sense? Repeat? I just thought it, like it was going cool.
0: I thought there was going to be more... In- there's also- no, I thought, what, what do you mean we I thought I amongst
6: tastemakers and trendsetters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I thought there would be like a specific name. It seems like we're just naming mm. anyone to come forth? Or is mm-hmm. it the- No, it's the, can it's, I the, it's the soul trapped in this cup. I know, ghost. I just feel like it's not enough information.
6: I feel like maybe I've become a little too advanced for this audience. <laughs> can, I, can I interest you all in my uh, first book, uh, Volo's Dictionary of Basic Words?
1: Karen and Riot are having this back and forth Rose um, just kind of hides her hand behind her back and kind of twirls her fingers so that Volo's arm starts to feel cold and then all the candles (gasps) around him flick on
6: (laughs) (laughs) what what the heck Uh, 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 oh good 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 yes this is uh, what is happening (laughs)
5: <laughs> Are you okay, Bolo?
6: <laughs> oh, yes, yes um, Ru- Rupert seems to have gone um, But yes, everything that's happened Has been my doing so far So uh, This was a chalice he drank from uh, His neighbor poisoned him And since his neighbor poisoned him and um, uh, From this cup Rupert has uh, therefore Latched onto this cup And uh <laughs> His spirit resides in it until he gets some sort of uh, revenge exacted upon his neighbor. So um, I will sell this cup uh, because it is so valuable and it comes with a rupert. Um, And this (laughs) is only uh, 30 gold.
3: Okay. uh, uh, Karen's going to look at uh, Breeze and be like, "Uh, there must be like some kind of no soliciting policy here at the monastery. (laughs)
2: Right,
4: Breeze? Breeze is going to say something, but then Quat like, trundles over um, <laughs> with, with a pouch of, of gold. No, um, oh,
2: no, but... <laughs> oh,
6: I will but... say I'm not uh, I am not soliciting. I am soul soliciting.
0: Armed with mostly information from the fool Volo, the dames prepare themselves to head off for Daggerford soon to face the father of Riot and Karen Boneserker, the wizened Mage Zerker.
4: And Quat picks up the chalice that uh, she bought off of Volo, and she's <laughs> in the time um, that you've uh, you've had your conversation in the courtyard. She's sort of like tried to polish it off a little bit, and um, and there's. Uh, even though the sky is overcast right now, the bronze is you know, you can start to see the bronze shimmering a little bit. But she put netting over the top of the chalice and the turtle just hands it over to you. This is for you.
0: Oh no, I I couldn't I couldn't take I couldn't take Rupert and his home from you.
4: She she points to the netting.
0: Oh, the netting's for me. Oh I'm sorry. Um
4: <laughs> She smiles again, but
0: Okay, um, right, right, takes the netting off of the challenge? Okay.
4: Um, there's a vine planting there, and Quat says, It tore off during your play fight the other day. Quat thought you would want it. And you know with your natural 20 that it's, uh, part of Trina.
0: Part of Laria's preparation includes going back to Anthail to visit Omayala and the farm where the giant dinosaurs are now living. Maybe one day she'll wild shape into one.
4: She just sort of shrugs and um, Omayala says, "Uh, why don't you um, ride ride them around the corral? Razira, they need exercise, yes? Razira just sort of looks over at you and says, would you like to ride a Hadrosaurus with me?
2: Loraya has never smiled bigger <laughs> in her entire life. <laughs> she is glowing <laughs> like a child.
4: <laughs> and there you see a number of hadrosaurus, and they are size large animals that just sort of tower up, and they are these semi quadrupedal um, herbivores with these bony crests on their head and just making this, these gentle chewing sounds as they're eating their leafy vegetables.
2: Uh, Laria is going to just sort of like too focused on them, sort of entranced, just walk forward and reach her hand out to try to see if one will let her pet it. <laughs>
4: Uh, just like an animal handling check.
2: Oh, no. Nine?
4: <laughs> uh, it, you move a little too fast, and it rears back a little.
0: Just as the dames are getting ready to leave the house of She Who Shapes All, Rose takes it upon herself to switch places with their lost friend, Bud, in the shadow foe.
4: Uh, so, Rose, uh, what do you want to do next?
1: Uh, I go back to my room um, and grab my staff, grab my bag, double check that Riot has already gone back into her room, and um, <laughs> quietly make my way out to the garden um, to go go to the best spot that um, that would suit Bud. Rose directs her attention to mittens. mittens, would you mind doing keeping a perimeter check for a short while? since this quickling is on its way? I won't leave you behind.
4: All right think of a of a creature a falcon <laughs> and a bright light emanates from your. From your dreamstone and from it, flies out a falcon, and it goes up into the sky and does a sweep of the of the perimeter ab- from above.
1: Okay, let's go. Um, I grab the shard out of my pocket, um, and say, "Bud, the best treant sapling in all of Faerun." I'm coming for you.
4: So, as soon as you say his name, this name of your dear friend, right before you, a part of the material plane warps. Then it splits open to form a portal into which you can see him ever so briefly on the other side, Bud the Treant Sapling. He's in a dark cave lit only by a bluish flame. The vibrant colors of his red, bud-filled hands and his greenish face are washed out. His vacant eyes stare at the stony ground surrounding him. But the second that the portal opens, he glances up and sees you. And in that moment, a weak smile graces his face. And then in a flash, he's pulled towards you through the gate until he's planted by your side. And he says, Rose? I- is it really you I just hug him (laughs) he he hugs you back um it's a very weak hug and he just sort of pats you on the head the way that he used to do um (laughs) he's gotten taller right (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) I never thought I'd see you again he pulls back and he he hands you a a silk ribbon um and he says um "I, I promise to keep it safe you did a good job. Yeah, you recognize that as, uh, as Winter's would, With Winter's ribbons. Yeah. As you're having this moment with Bud outside the monastery, your eyes catch movement beyond Bud, um, where the portal remains open. And there you see her kneeling within the skeletal frame of an enormous beast slain long ago. Although her face is downturned, you know her from childhood legends. It's as oh, though no. time has stood still for her. Her hair is pulled back in a knot with braids wrapping around the bun. She wears a blue tunic and robes. and She's bound by magical shackles shimmering in the dark cave. And you see Corsia Baufau.
1: <sighs> but I have to go.
4: What? No, you can't. Rose, you
1: can't. She's there and she needs me. She needs somebody.
4: You don't know what it's like there, Rose. It's it's the darkest place I, I ever seen. And he has been there for a thousand a thousand years. Bud sort of puts his hand on your shoulder. Um, and he's trying to hold you back, but he's way too weak at this point.
1: You'll be safe here. I promise. And I'll be back. I mean, once I free her, I'm only going to be hanging out with the coolest legend of of Shulung. We'll get out of there together.
4: Um... Bud's eyes are just sort of filled with like sappy tears and and he he presses the ribbon in your hand and says, you bring that back to me, Kay.
1: I'll definitely do that. And as I walk through the portal, I'm tying it in my bun so that it's in a safe place.
4: So you walk into the portal knowing it's only going to remain open for a minute, which is coming to an end. As the material plane begins to close in around the Shadowfell there are memories that come flooding back to you from your time here on the Sword Coast. They wink through your mind as you're walking through this planar gate, flashbacks of things that were said in the past. Fresh in your mind is a conversation you had with Karen about heroes. You remember the first time your sister told you about the legend of Corsia going into the mountain, and how her fate was tied to a dragon. Then you hear Meepo calling out, You're the dragon! And you remember the kobold gift addressed to you in Draconic, calling you the Rose Dragon. Rose Lau, you walk into the Shadowfell toward your hero, and the portal closes in around you as if it was never there.
0: So what will become of Rose? What will happen to Bud? What will the dames do? Those are all questions for season three. Come on, this was the season two recap clip show, catch up, condiment joke show. Thanks again to my co-host Jess Ross for helping fill in some of the blanks on this show. Additional music provided by Tabletop Audio. Check it out, tabletopaudio.com. Thank you again to all of our guests this season, including... Arnie Niekamp from Hello from the Magic Tavern who is a guest on our Ravnica special. We appreciate everyone who's been on this podcast, everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who's liked our podcast, rated it, reviewed um please, you know, just say a couple nice things in the reviews if you haven't yet. And we will see you oh so soon for season 3. And until then, misadventure awaits. This episode of D20
3: Dames is brought to you by Norse Foundry. We love Norse Foundry for their tabletop RPG supplies, like dice sets made from metals and semi-precious gemstones, leather and chainmail dice bags, beautiful hex chests, and more. Our listeners can get 15% off their order at Norse Foundry by using code D20DAMES, all one word, at checkout. The hardest part now is deciding which amazing Norse Foundry items you'll be checking out with. Head to NorseFoundry.com and don't forget to use code D20Dames for 15%
1: off your order. D20Dames is a production of Misadventure Awaits. Our theme is by Middle Essence. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash d20dames. Does Halfway have a cemetery? Is there... It's like a library, but for dead people. <laughs> I don't want to check out. <laughs> <I
5: don't> wanna...
0: <laughs> oh, Liz, that was so good. <laughs> um,.